Have you ever wondered what it takes to be a great boss? Well, you're not alone, and I'm here to help you find the answers. I'm Talmar Anderson, and welcome to Rock Your Bossitude. On this podcast, we will be diving headfirst into the people side of business, because I firmly believe that's where the magic happens. Each episode will feature candid interviews with fellow bosses who've gone from small business owners to thriving CEOs. Plus, I'll share actionable training to help you rock your own journey. Whether it's your first hire or you simply want to enhance your own boss skills, Rock Your Bossitude can act as your trusted compass. So are you ready to rock your bossitude? Yeah, you are. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Rock Your Bossitude, conversations with business owners turned CEOs. And I am super excited to introduce you to my friend, Erica Flores. Erica, how the heck are you? Doing awesome. Love it. I'm so excited for today's conversation. Erica is going to be very transparent. She's got um, some great boss stories and I can't wait for her to share them with it, with you all, our great listeners. Erica, is it okay if I tell them a little about you first? Sure. Go ahead. Excellent. Erica Flores is a board certified music therapist for 18 years and owner of Healing Harmonies for the past 12 and a half years. She leads a team of eight music therapists, four art therapists, and many others from their clinic in Wauwatosa, Wisconsin. Her passion for creating a ripple effect in the community through music and arts led her to develop a top-notch team. With values like compassion, humility, integrity, and collaboration, she fosters a culture that ensures clients receive the best services. Erica's goal is to spread the transformative power of music and art therapy to individuals across Milwaukee, Waukesha, and nearby areas. Outside work, she enjoys games, making music with family, traveling, and cheering on the Packers. Go back! I love it. I know. I, lo- I do love a good football team. Go Packers. That's so fun. And I, I appreciate um, that you're one of my favorite Wisconsin connections. I love, I don't, I'm a little obsessive about Wisconsin. I think you know that about me. And cheese curds. Yes. I know. I know. And cheese curds. Yes. And fried cheese, <laughs> fried cheese curds. It's oh, so God. Cheese. It's true. Yeah. But it's not just the cheese curds. I, I've never lived in Wisconsin, but it is, it's just one of, like, I cannot ever go there and not have a joyful, I was even there for a funeral recently and it was a great time. Mm. I don't know how to explain it, mm-hmm. but Wisconsin is like a love language for me. I love, love the it. people. I love the landscape. I love the towns. I love the food in case I haven't mentioned fried cheese curds yet. It's a thing. Yes. Um, and I love the business owners. I mean, I think, mm-hmm. I, I hope people understand how really develop and developing the small business community is in the Wisconsin area. It's, it's mm-hmm. huge and getting bigger, right? Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. I love it. I love it. It's yeah. so much fun. So Erica is going to share with us, you and me listeners, the ideas of being a boss and where she's come from and her journey. And uh, she's definitely got a lot to share because she's been doing this for a while, right? She's mm-hmm. had the ups yep. and the downs that we mm-hmm. uh, have or think we're afraid to have. Um, and she can tell you, it doesn't matter, you know, the good and the bad, you can survive it all. And it can actually 
you can build that team that you like. So mm-hmm. Erica, let's start though, before you were a boss, tell us about the uh-huh. best boss you ever had. The best boss I had was uh, my job out in San Diego. It was my first job as a music therapist nice. and it was a private practice. And I, she just was an incredible boss. She trained and trained me so well. She was very patient. Uh, and the, the culture that she created there was amazing. Being in San Diego, a lot of the people that worked there were not from San Diego. It's very transient. Yeah. yeah. And so you kind of become each other's family. And we did. It just was such a wonderful team. And she was so good to us. She was always so gracious of, of the work that we did. And she recognized us and she saw us and just the little things that she did, whether putting like a gift card in our, um, in our mailboxes just really made us feel seen and heard. And yeah. And it's really something that I've always wanted to create. Actually at that time, I didn't know I wanted to create it, but (laughs) when I got into this, I was like, yeah, 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 I want to be like her. But it also showed you that there, you know, you may not have always had great bosses and it let you know that Mm -hmm. it was a possibility, right? That, oh, people Mm -hmm. can be a great boss and this is what it could look like. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I love that. I love it. And so San Diego, California, and now we're now we're going to fast forward to Wisconsin. Maybe, maybe we're somewhere else. Uh, (laughs) Did you have a business before Healing Harmonies? That was your first business, right? Mm -mm. It was my first. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So. So why, maybe and when, why and when did you make your first hire? Okay. So the practice started in 2011 and I never thought I would own a business. I never thought I would even have staff. I just couldn't envision myself being a boss. But when I started the practice in 2011, I just, I'm extremely passionate about our field and it just grew out of passion. And, uh, before I knew it, I had so much work and it's a physical job and I actually like hurt myself. I needed to go to occupational therapy because I was running so many groups carrying all of these instruments and you kind of contort your body in different ways and to serve and do what's needed. Yeah, And I hurt myself. And so I, I didn't want to say no. I, I had this fire that I just, needed to make these services accessible. And so that's when I first got the idea that I should hire. Nice. And I love that. Yeah. Yeah. And how did that first hire turn out? Great. Great. She, um, she was, she was with me for eight years and she helped me through a lot of stages as we grow. I love that. I love that. Yeah. Well, and that's a yeah. great reason, you know, oftentimes, so I like how you, Yes, you hurt yourself. So you, there was an, that was kind of the aha to pay attention, but it was mm-hmm. really about the fact that you, you were so passionate that these services are available, art, music therapy to help and improve people's lives and wellness mm-hmm. and health and just be better humans. Right. And so, mm-hmm. uh, that was really the drive that got you going. It was, yes, mm-hmm. that was the wake up call. I hurt myself, but then you were like, nope, more people need this. It can't be just about me. Right. Yeah. And it just became kind of addicting. Like the first one, it's, I think it's kind of like children. The first one is the hardest. And then, uh, 
But then I hired a second and then it just kind of kept going. And I'm like, well, there's no stopping now. (laughs) You're like, oh yeah, I guess I I am doing this now, right? There was no conscious decision. I'm going to be a boss today, right? Nope, nope. Not yeah. at all. Yeah, that's Just what we tell everybody. Yeah, you mm-hmm. you get the you get the title before you knew you were going to get the title, right? The minute mm-hmm. the minute Absolutely. you say you're going to be a business owner, and to your point, and are really uh, dedicated to delivering that service or that making an impact, just really effectively being there for people, you're going to be a boss. Whether it's vendors, independent contractors, or employees, mm-hmm. it's going to be bigger than you in some way because you're human. And to your point. You can only contort yourself in so many directions. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I love that. It's a good visual. So true. So tell me, mm-hmm. what do you wish you'd known about being a boss before you became one? There's, there's a lot I wish I knew. Uh, <laughs> I, 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 I wish I knew that clarity was so important. Mm, tell me more. What do you mean by clarity? Uh, I'm not a very black and white person. I'm very gray. I'm very situational. Uh, And when I, when our team was smaller, I took a lot of pride in how I managed the team. I managed them as if like I was working with my clientele. That was the way I worked with Mm. my staff was I, I looked at their strengths and I looked at the areas that needed work or maybe it just wasn't their strength, but I cap- I wanted to capitalize on their strength to help them grow as professionals and to provide the best work possible. But through doing that, I had to tailor the positions to each therapist's mm. personalities and strengths. And because of that, there was inconsistency with policies and protocols across the board. And at the time, I was able to get away with that. But as we got bigger, I found it harder and harder. And the the hardest thing for me to realize was that I was actually doing a disservice to my team by not providing that clarity because just like our clients need consistency, like it creates comfortable, like uh, stable expect- expectations. A hundred percent. And they, they didn't have that. And so now after being in business and a boss for over 10 years, I am trying to build that skill up to become more clear because clear is kind, as Brene Brown says. So Yeah, it really is. And, you know, it's about letting them know, first of all, kudos to you for understanding and creating that awareness and committing to improving it for your teams. I remind people, I'm still learning how to be a great boss, right? There's always mm. room to be a better leader for your team, to deliver better for your clients, to have opportunities to show up and support everybody. But the thing that Mm -hmm. I love about what you said was um, that you're setting up the expectation and and the, the part that I heard, but you didn't quite say is of how to be successful, right? When mm-hmm. we create a like a great, I know it sounds unsexy people, but a great job description will let you say to somebody, if you do all of this, you will be successful. And what that mm-hmm. tells an employee is, if I do all this, I get to go home and know I'm still employed and the company is great and I don't have to worry about things. Giving them the clarity of what the job needs from them on a consistent basis or daily, weekly, whatever that could be. 
is defining success for them. So I love that you said clarity and, and taking the time to get clear so you could share that clarity with them. That's a, that's a huge aha. I love that very much, Erica. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's, that's, thank you for sharing that. I appreciate it. Yeah. And so I, I think we both know that there are days when it's not all sunshine and rainbows, we'll say, right? Mm-hmm. And there's some really um, crappy hard days. Let's be clear. Mm-hmm. We can swear on this. It's a mm-hmm. Telmar show. Crappy and hard days. So what is your self-talk? How do you get yourself to the point of saying, you know what? This person is not delivering the way we need and, and I need to boss up as my uh, clients like to say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I call it putting on my boss pants. <laughs> I like that too. <laughs> yeah. Um, so this is, this is really hard for me. I, I have deal a lot with imposter syndrome mm-hmm. and, uh, I think another area that I have not excelled at is just, um, I, I give the benefit of the doubt when, when, I'm seeing something that I'm not really liking. I doubt myself and think, is this like, is this more my perspective or what? And I question myself and I'm getting better at that. It takes a lot of practice. Mm-hmm. Uh, and honestly, it's taken a lot of training and coaching over <laughs> years. It yeah. really has to, to kind of like step into my boss pants and, and, and own being the boss and like, mm, I've got to trust my gut here. This is not feeling right. Or yeah. I just need to, I, this is calling for questions for more yeah. information. Yes. Uh, you know, to really gauge how to move forward with this. Well, and so, so I think that the idea of benefit of the doubt can totally work for you, right? It's not about mm-hmm. doubting yourself though. It's the benefit of the doubt is give the employee the benefit of the doubt of maybe they didn't quite understand how mm-hmm. important this was. Maybe they don't understand or know. Maybe we, you know, maybe our, tra- and I'm not saying this is you, but when you give somebody the benefit of the doubt, what if our training manual wasn't clear on this one point? Mm-hmm. Or maybe they, they, their training manual is missing that page, right? We can give them mm-hmm. the benefit of the doubt about maybe they don't know the right way yet. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And I've been taking these opportunities uh, lately as I'm, as I'm learning this yeah, yeah. to really look at that and through their mind and be like, okay, this probably isn't clear. We're going to make it clear. We're yeah. going to put it in the handbook. We're going to present it to everyone so that going forward, it is more clear. And this is happening a lot lately. <laughs> so Yeah, but you know, it also it also allows for that uh, management side of bossing, right? The accountability mm-hmm. side of, hey, Talmar, you know, it was in the policy handbook that you can't wear, you know, itsy bitsy teeny bikinis. And, mm-hmm. you know, we've had this conversation once already. So now we need to write you up because this is you not following, you know, our procedures for and our policies for how we show up professionally. And so it create right. it takes a lot of the stress out, right? That clarity for mm-hmm. you and for them. Now they're not going to be like, wait, I can't wear itsy bitsy teeny bikinis. No, no, Talmar, you cannot. It's in the policy. Mm-hmm. You need to show up in our, you know, uniform, wearing one of our shirts and yes, pants and shoes and, you know, all the things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it, yep. it actually creates less stress in the management process. Do you, do you find that to be true? 
Oh, absolutely. And the funny thing is, is sometimes I forget that we have that handbook there. (laughs) And then I'll be like, oh, I really hope it's in there. And then I'll go look and I'm like, yes, score. (laughs) (laughs) Because it does, it takes... Yeah. It, and it takes that pressure off of me, like, because I am a people pleaser and, and, you know, and then it just makes it not emotional. And it's like, no, yeah, doesn't say right? this or it does. I love yeah. that. I love that. And, and also I like the idea that you didn't start with a, a, a policy handbook that had everything written and you're pulling things out because you don't really manage to them. It is actually better to start with what you know you don't want mm-hmm. or you do want and how people are going to interact and show up in your company, but only write mm-hmm. the things you know are going to be important. So adding those in is actually, even though it doesn't feel like it, is actually easier than making a policy that you never follow and pulling that out. Mm, that gets mm-hmm. way more complicated. And so I like the the process that you're following for Healing Harmonies. I think that that mm. serves you and the clients. You don't want uh, you and the clients, you and the team. You don't want to make mm-hmm. rules that you're not going to follow. Like, you know, if you don't, right. you know, I can't think of one right now, but you, you follow my meaning. It's really, it's right. It's the right way to do it is to, okay, this wasn't an issue before. And, mm-hmm. you know, as long as you're getting mm-hmm. occasionally your employment attorneys involved to look at it because there are, you know, changes and nuances, right? You know, when, mm-hmm. once the cell phone came around and it became a business thing, small business had to look at what are, what are our cell phone policies and we had to add that. And we don't always have to reinvent the wheel. That's what employment attorneys are for. Please, if you don't mm-hmm. have a great attorney yet, get to know them. It's going to be worth an hour worth of their time every single time. So you should be using these people every so often because they know what's coming down the line before mm-hmm. us, at least ideally. Mm-hmm. Again, if you're vetting them and you have a good attorney, I'm just saying, don't forget your experts need to be vetted to people. Hire the right yep. people, even your experts. Sorry. You know, I get excited, Erica. Yep. Yep. But it's, <laughs> it's important. It's it is. Important. It is. So tell mm-hmm. me, uh, what was the last role that you hired for your company? Yeah, the most recent was another music therapist. Nice. Uh, yeah, that was. And so tell me, ago, maybe something like that. Tell me a little bit about. So you specifically have some challenges with hiring in your industry. Mm-hmm. Do you mm-hmm. want to share a little bit about that? Sure. Uh, what we do is a niche. Uh, being music therapists and you know hiring art therapists, it's very challenging because it's very common to get applications from individuals saying, I play music at a nursing home. Can I come work for you? And I'm like, no, you don't have a degree in music therapy. I, you know, and there's a lot of confusion around who can do what, which is actually a big reason. Another reason I went into private practice is because people like to educate and advocate for our profession. But, uh, but it's it's challenging and to really get the right resume across the desk of someone who is actually board certified, did the degree, got there, you know, passed the test. Um, and not only that, but is going to fit into our team and, mm-hmm. um, you know, agrees with our culture and our values. So it's definitely very challenging. Uh to find good fits for our team, let alone any music art therapist. So, yeah. And I think that that's one of the things I wanted to touch on is, is there's a lot of industries that, you know, sometimes hiring takes time, not because of 
lack of desire or effort because the industry is not well known or society mm -hmm. is not supporting people pursuing those education and mm -hmm. trainings and specifically hands-on positions, right? Now, I know that most people, when I say hands-on position, tend to think of trades, right? So they tend to think mm -hmm. of, you know, roofing or plumbing or electricians, which again, also suffering. Truck drivers also suffering mm -hmm. right now in America when it comes to labor forces and being able to find great people. But I want to commend you in a, in a space that is challenging is the nicest way to say, to find the right people, um, to really putting the time and energy into it. I know that you personally are not just using a really strong hiring process so that you get the right fit for you. you you're putting your company's resources and time behind building better relationships in the recruiting side of it, right? Going mm -hmm. to the schools and getting to know those mm -hmm. people and being involved as a thought leader for your industry, which your passion does support, right? We're not, you're not mm -hmm. doing something outside of what you would want to do, but you are putting yourself in places to better encourage the industry development, right? Correct. Absolutely. This past year just felt like a desert for hiring and we have a very large wait list for our services and it's extremely frustrating to to not feel like you have any control or power over, you know, over the situation. And so what I did is I really thought maybe I'm meant to just really invest this time in, in solidifying our team that we currently have and what our culture looks like and as well as our brand. And hopefully then that way, you know, if I invest my energy and time in this, I can attract the right staff for our team. Yep. And then when we are built up with the staff that we need, we'll be ready to rock and yeah. and uh, have all of this very clearly spelled out so we can move forward and providing the actual services. Yeah. And I know, I know it's frustrating and it's hard to always be the person out there saying, don't forget about us. Don't forget about us. But, but it's to your, to your, you know, I, I would, commend you very highly that you've put resources and time into making sure that you, your company is talking about your team and talking about, uh, you know, this industry as something to attract people. You're going down different avenues to build a real recruiting pipeline that mm -hmm. will allow you to be this authority in, in your industry. So I just wanted to make sure we touched on that so that people understand if you feel like there's nobody out there, sometimes there's not. But what we can do is if we know we, we have, we're connected to what we do and we have to find those people, we can look at different ways of educating others and, and working mm -hmm. down that pipeline backwards so that mm -hmm. we're going to start being the person that leads it. I, and I think you're doing a great job with that, Erica. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, we invested, I invested time in relationships with high schools. Uh, we've had so many people come and shadow us to make sure like, Hey, we're interested, but we don't know. Cause honestly, I would rather somebody like know what they're getting into and before they go into it, but it really is about building, you know, that, um, awareness yeah. and, um, and I, and I really think it's working. It's pretty exciting. Uh, you just got to get more therapists out there. I know. Just keep it, keep up. Yeah. Right? You know, if you keep that effort yeah. as a part of your 
business model as you guys continue on and you just keep that pipeline going, you know, mm-hmm. I agree that, you know, in, in, right now is a real opportunity for your industry with regard to serving more people, but we've got to get that labor force out there or else it's, you know, we're, mm-hmm. we're finite. We can only serve what yeah. we've got. And so I, yeah. I, I just really appreciate how you put the time and energy behind that. Yeah. And I think also, again, like I'm about educating, advocating, there's a lot of misconceptions about what we do. Uh, I've had parents of students be concerned about them going into our field because there's a fear of that they're not going to make any money because Mm. it's art. Um, They have this fear that they're not going to get jobs. Like, oh, what's the job market? This is a really common thing that I see um, of you know, students being influenced by their parents and their fears. Yeah. yeah. And, um, and you know, we all, I guess we have different stories, but I can tell you, I know music therapists all across the nation and there's a shortage. Like yeah. we have jobs. There is an insane amount of jobs and it's yeah. growing and more and more like our world needs services like this. We're an allied health profession. We work with doctors, occupational, physical therapists, like, but through the arts, through music and art. And uh, it's just, it's just newer and people, we have to get people to understand it. So. Yeah. Yeah. And so, so if you're a business owner listening to us, you know, Erica's story that I really was excited to bring her on to share was, you know, she identified that there's just not enough people that know this is a possibility. That's a really great possibility. I mean, for goodness sakes, you've been doing it for 18 years. You've been mm-hmm. a business owner for 12 and a half, right? It's, you know, it, it, it is a real viable thing. You're a very successful mm-hmm. business owner. Your company is thriving and growing and, and the opportunities are there. It's just now it's sometimes you have to build your own pipeline for that labor force and, doing it through the relationships and getting into that education advocacy part to really make sure people are considering it. Again, it's not no energy, but boy, you're going to be the person that they're going to want to come to because you're leading the charge on talking about art therapy and music therapy, right? They're going to want to go, Oh, where's Erica Flores? Are they hiring? And I think that that's something that Mm -hmm. business owners out there that feel frustrated that they're not actually able to find people in their field they can go a little mm-hmm. deeper on how they're trying to attract people. And sometimes it's worth the effort and, and it's just about how far you want to go for your company. So I love that. Yeah. Erica. It's such a singular um, and great example of how much more control we have over things. If, if we just put effort in it in a different way. So I mm-hmm. love this. Mm-hmm. And thank you for sharing it. Of course. Yeah. It's, and you, you brought, you bring up that word relationships. I mean, a lot of this is, you know, I mean that we do have hard days. It's, it's very frustrating. And I mean, I get denied all the time or like when you offer a job to someone and they say no, or people leave it, it's hard because yeah. I'm a therapist. Like we feel right. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> but it's really these relationships, like the the connections, the people who support you and uplift you that really keep us marching forward and growing as, as individuals and professionals. Yeah. So. Yeah. I love that. I love that. And you just given such a big way to your team. I love it so much. So tell me, let's go into the hiring mm-hmm. process because you know, it's one of my favorites. So tell me what's mm-hmm. your favorite interview question. Hmm. <laughs> I ask a lot of questions. Uh, I like that. Probably, probably uh, 
my favorite one to ask is what are your top values? Ooh, I like it. Because honestly, I feel like it really puts people on the spot. Yeah. A lot of times um, it's a hard question. I mean, you know, we've gone, I've gone through the the values exercise by Brene Brown uh, and it, it really takes thought to be, so to be put on the spot, like that is hard. And it's been interesting. Some of the different answers that I get. Do, do most people start with their, what they don't want or do they, do they, are they good about going to into the, to the, I like these things. I am aligned with these things. I'm just curious what you're. It's not so much about what they don't want as a lot of times they don't know what values are. Yeah. 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 You know, it's yeah, a very what... broad it's a very broad thing. It's kind of like me looking at you and saying, what song do you want to listen to right now? Okay. It's Glorious. a very broad question. No, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, an answer. I know when it comes to music. I always got to answer. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but no, I mean, cause to like for values. And so I, I am impressed honestly, when somebody can pin it, like they know themselves um, and they can pin it right away, you know? Um, and I'm not saying that I, I, make a decision based on that. Like I do take the moment to like educate and yeah. even provide some prompts. Like here's some examples that, um, you know, and it also allows me to see, first of all, how they respond when they're uncomfortable. Yes. Uh, and how they take guidance. Yeah. So I like yeah. it. I like it. So you're, so you're actually okay with them not having the answer right away. Mm-hmm. You're happy to let them sit in the uncomfortable and then possibly mm-hmm. walk them through it as it goes out to see how they take that. I love that. I think that's a great, yeah. I love, it's a very, and it also just lets you know whether you align, right? If they do have mm-hmm. answers and you can get to that point, you can see whether they value the things, collaboration, integrity, humility, the things that you've listed as important to you, um, as, right. as we talked about at the top of the show, right? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Love it. So what mm-hmm. do you love about being a boss with the team you have right now? Mm. Yeah, they're fun. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. We're, we, we have a lot of fun together. Uh, just the, the way that we jive uh, is, is really great. And it's just such an interesting mix of, personalities. We all have happen to be women. I would love to have a man. Yeah. So, you know, either way. Uh, but at this point, that's, that's where we're at. And, but I mean, they, we have good conversations. We're learning about each other all the time. And, uh, and we learn from the art therapist, the art therapist learned from us, music therapists. And yeah. We just, we support each other. And I really, when I think about every single member of our team, I think about how they really resonate our values to our clients. Like, and I can say that with a hundred percent certainty. Oh my gosh. There's not like one person in my mind where I'm like, yeah, they're not really hitting the spot. Like, yeah. No, they're rocking it. And we have some moments where we have to have hard conversations, but it doesn't mean like, you know, it doesn't mean we're not willing to get through it. It's how we work through that, that it, it makes us stronger. I love that. I love yeah. that. And the idea that it's fun, right? I, I just, 
I wish I could let business owners know, yes, you know, we talk process and we talk procedure and policies and documents, but it's through that clarity, as we've discussed, and it's through that work of making sure we're only bringing on the right people that we get to have mm-hmm. the fun, right? It's mm-hmm. to your point, you said it was fun first. And then when you went deeper, you're like, it's because we have the same core values and we love what we're doing and we connect with the clients mm-hmm. the same way, right? It's that idea that we're all doing the work the same way. And that makes it fun. Everybody values mm-hmm. this idea. And I just, it's one of the things that I desperately want for all of our listeners out there. I want you to have mm-hmm. the right team delivering your cl- for your clients in the way that you know is what they need to be successful or happy or whatever you're offering and really uh, uh, get the right people around you. It gets way more fun, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I'm so yeah. happy. You and I, I will add that it, it makes me, it makes me emotional when like somebody has like is sick or has something traumatic happen to yeah. them and how the other therapists will like, everybody will just jump in and they'll be like, what can I do to help? What can I cover for her? You know, like, and that's yeah. uncomfortable going and working yeah. with people that you don't know, like yeah. that's stepping outside of your comfort zone and they all do it for each other oh. to help lighten the load. Right. It's so great. Mm-hmm. Right. And again, it's a testament to finding people that are of service. We want to serve mm-hmm. the clients. We know that they get benefit from the consistency of these therapeutic, you know, mm-hmm. opportunities. And we have to be there all the time. So, and the support of each other, again, that's the stuff that literally makes your like heart grow three sizes, right? And you're, you're mm-hmm. just the joy of it all. I literally, yeah. During my Thanksgiving uh, talk with my, my team, I was totally in tears because I'm just so grateful for that. Mm-hmm. I, I'm mm-hmm. a big crybaby. I know people think I'm not, I'm a big crybaby. And uh, <laughs> just the joy of getting to do what I do with the people that I get to do with every day and know that we're connecting for our clients and we're getting, you know, the word out there and helping people. It's just that there's, it's just the most fun, right? Mm-hmm. I know. Mm-hmm. I love it. It really is. So Erica, how do listeners find you if they want to connect further with you or Healing Harmonies? Yeah. You can just Google Healing Harmonies, Wisconsin, and uh, you can find us on social media. And I love it. Yeah. What yes. we'll do is we'll put the links in the show notes. Is that okay? Perfect. Excellent. So everybody go and learn more about Healing Harmonies and all the good work that they're doing. Remind people that art and music therapy is definitely a great career path for many individuals. And if you have more questions, I know Erica would be happy to answer those questions as well. But I want to thank you for sharing your boss journey, my friend. Awesome. Well, thank you for having me. It's fun. Of course. I really appreciate it. And to all the listeners out there, I know it feels like there's no good people out there, but I have some news for you. There's great people out there. You just have to know where to look and how to make sure that they're going to actually fully align with you. You can do this, boss. Don't settle for good enough hires. Get the right people on your team. Mm -hmm. It makes all the difference and brings all the joy. All right, boss on. Thanks for tuning in to another episode. If this episode helped you, be sure to share it with a friend or another business owner that you think would benefit from listening to this podcast. Share this episode and any questions on social media with the hashtag rockyourbossitudepodcast and let us know what you want us to be talking about. 
Until next time, remember, you've got what it takes to be an amazing boss. Boss on!